Hey, welcome today to the Revival Way podcast. I am your host, evangelist, Taylor Michael. Today we're going to pump you up full of the Word of God to get you delivered out of any work of the enemy and to get you empowered and activated to go out and build the kingdom of God with full faith and no hindrance in the mighty name of Jesus. Enjoy. Yeah, sorry. Um, this is Taylor Seaman. Um, he's one of the most amazing guys I know. He's been radically transformed by the love of the Father. And it was through faithful obedience that the Father worked in him through other people. So that's all I got, dude. Wow. Yeah, please, give him a, give him a round of applause. Uh, if you guys would, stand up one more time. I know you guys are probably getting a nice quad pump tonight because you guys are doing some air squats. That's awesome. I want everybody to close your eyes. Put both hands up to the sky. Don't worry, no one's going to look at you funny because your eyes are closed. And I just want you to get in a position to receive. I just want you to put your heart in a position to receive. Now, this might be weird. There might be a couple of you that have never done this before, but it's called freedom. It is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I'm going to pray over everybody right now, and then I'm going to get into it. Father, oh, God, you're good. Woo! God, you're good. Come on. God, I thank you that you're still the Redeemer. Lord, I thank you that you're still Jehovah Rapha, the healer. You're still the chain breaker. Lord, you still fill people up. You still change lives. God, I thank you for every individual on this field tonight that they won't leave here the same. God, I thank you that you're birthing revival in Midwest Iowa. Father, bring more. Lord, light us on fire for you and allow the word, the world, to watch us burn, God. Lord, I pray that you touch every individual right now on this field from the top of the head to the soles of their feet. Holy Spirit, touch them. Let them feel your presence. And I give you full control over what's going to happen in the next few minutes. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Please, you can, you can sit down. Um, that way people can see me. Camera, is that? Oh, beautiful. Good. I was really worried. Thank you so much up there. You're amazing. Is there anybody here who's never heard my testimony? Anybody, anybody, anybody? Good. Quite a few people. Awesome. There's a lot of people that have. That's amazing, too. Praise God. So I'm going to keep my testimony side of it kind of short. I did not grow up here. Um, obviously, according to Josh, I'm from a foreign land called California. So uh, it's got nice beaches, and that's, that's about it. But I am from California, and I was not raised in the church. I had no concept of God, and I come from an extremely crazy background. And I'll keep it short for you. But my mother, biological mom, ran away from home when she was 11 years old. She grew up on the streets of Hollywood, starting at the age of 12, and was a full-time drug addict at the age of 12. Her words exactly, that she did what she had to do to survive. My father was born with bipolar, Crohn's disease, uh, and just a few other mental disorders. And he struggled big time with alcoholism and drug abuse. Once he passed through high school, he ended up meeting my biological mom in California, and brokenness attracts brokenness. I'll tell you that much. When they met, they ended up having a relationship. They were both addicted to methamphetamines. And uh, they were just 
submerged in the party life. One thing led to another, and I was conceived. And my dad's life had gotten so bad at that point that my grandfather, his dad, said, Mike, that's my dad's name, I'm going to buy you a one-way plane ticket to Alaska. You can take this plane ticket, go straighten your life out, or I'm disowning you from the family and I'm turning you into the police. So my dad took the plane ticket. My biological mother was homeless. She was a full-time drug addict and alcoholic. She had no job. She had, she had nothing going on. And for the record, I don't say any of this to dishonor my parents. My mother got saved, praise God, and my dad, the Lord's working on him. Hallelujah. Yeah, you can clap for that. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I had no concept of what a relationship with God looked like. I had met people that gone to church. I had met people that checked the box, that dressed up real nice, went to church on Sunday, got filled up. We call it constipated Christianity. And so, yeah, it's it, my buddy Mike. He's, he's, just, he's got those one-liners. But we like to equate it with a massive fish tank. And sometimes Christians can get in this position where you got your pastor feeding you every weekend. Every Sunday you come and you're just eating it, eating it, eating it, eating it, and that's amazing, but you just get full. Your tummy gets thick, you get bloated, it's just nasty. Because there's no funnel, there's nowhere to put the word. You just get filled up, you get filled up, you get filled up, you get filled up, you get filled up, and nothing happens. And I saw a lot of that. I didn't see a whole ton of relationships, so I didn't really know what it looked like. Anyway, fast forward a couple years, uh, a few months. My, my mom, who's still homeless at this time, she can't afford to feed me. She can't afford to change my diapers. I had third-degree burns all over my body. So my family ended up calling my dad, who was in Alaska at this point. He had sobered up, and he met another woman. They flew him out to California. He kidnapped me from my biological mother. My name when I was born was Timothy Joel Stevens. They flew me back to California. My, my biological mom, she had no money. She can't afford a lawyer. She knew that if she turned my dad in, that she'd end up going to jail, too. She was a drug addict. She had, she had nothing going for her. She had zero defense. So they shipped me up to Alaska with them. They changed my name to Taylor Michael Seaman to hide me from my biological mom. And I had no concept of this. I was, I was a couple months old. Anyways, my dad ends up sober for eight years. Praise God. He ends up marrying this other woman. Her name was Sarah in Alaska. They had two beautiful daughters, my beautiful sisters, Madison and Morgan, in Valdez, Alaska. When I turned eight years old, my dad fell in to alcoholism again. All it took was one drink, and I don't know who needs to hear that tonight, but all it takes is one drink. Trust me, I've been there, I know. All it takes is one drink. After that one drink, I watched alcohol crumble my father. When I was eight years old, him and my stepmom, they got divorced. My dad got custody of me, flipped me back on to California with the rest of the family. My sisters and my mom, called her my mom, my stepmom. Stayed in Alaska. That's, that was basically the last time I saw him. I think I've seen him two or three times since. It's been a long time. I was eight years old. I'm 24 now. The reason I couldn't believe in a God was because I associated my father with the father. And I'll tell you what, I didn't want another one of those. I had never heard of this Jesus who sets people free. I'd never heard of this God, this loving father that comes in and delivers people out of sin, out of pornography addiction, out of alcoholism, out of methamphetamine addiction. I'd never heard of that. I'd never seen it. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought it was some guy you went to church on Sunday and you just said a couple prayers and the rest of your neighborhood knew you went so you were good and you just lived like hell Monday through Saturday. That's all I knew. I didn't want that. I already had it. 
Anyway, fast forward, I get a football scholarship and I come to Dort. Don't know how. I have no, it, total God thing. I, I, to this day, I don't know what a Dort is, but total God thing. Hallelujah. Praise God, because he brought me here. And I'll tell you what, going through high school, I never thought that I was going to fall into those, t those temptations. I had pride all up inside. I thought there's no way the things that conquered my dad, they will never conquer me. Never. And I stayed away from it through high school. And then once I got over here, believe it or not, there's people broken in Sioux County. There's people broken 300 feet that way. I was one of them. I was a full-time atheist. I didn't believe in God. I lied on the papers to get into Dort. I Googled a hometown church and a hometown pastor. Praise God, I did. But I Googled a fake church, filled out the application. They took me, and here I was, just a heathen running in. And I ended up falling into sin. I ended up partying and stuff in college, and I let a lot of people. See, I was born with an evangelistic gifting on my life. Hallelujah. But I was using it for the world. Every single person here today was born with a gift on your life. And there came a time in my walk with God where I had to draw a line in the sand. And it wasn't too long ago. But I had to remember, he gave me that gift. And was I going to use it for him? Or was I going to use it for the other kingdom? And praise God, I can tell you right now, I'm using it for, for the kingdom of God. Just so you guys know, I'll give you some numbers. I went from taking people to parties. I went from taking people to bars. To today, according to the numbers, we've reached over 50 million people with the gospel. We've seen over 5,000 give their lives to Jesus. And we've seen hundreds of thousands that continually watch our stuff. And we get to disciple them. Amen. Praise God. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. And it, it, what the word of God says is that he'll lift you out of the dunghill and he'll put you on solid ground. I'll tell you, I was in a lot of dunghill. I was in a lot of it. Praise God. I met a guy named Mike. He led me to the Lord. He showed me what it looked like to walk in the blessing of the Lord when you walk a righteous, holy, godly life. I saw it, and it was the most attractive thing I'd ever seen in my life. I didn't want to play around with sin anymore. When you see Jesus in somebody, you know he's real. You know he's real. You can't say no anymore. You wake up every day. How many of us woke up this morning and you couldn't wait to get somebody saved? That's what I'm talking. They're, they're, like that's, that's what we're missing. But I'm telling you right now from today going forward in the name of Jesus, you're going to start waking up every day and you're going to start thinking about who in your life can you get saved? He's coming. When I met Jesus Christ, I couldn't hold it in anymore. I couldn't just go to church on Sunday. I couldn't just read my Bible and not tell my friends. He changed everything. Praise God. I haven't even got into my message, so just so you know. <laughs> He's good. He's so good. He's so good. What I want to talk about today is faith over fear. Because I'll tell you right now, I didn't grow up in Sioux County, so I'm, 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 I'm lucky. I'm blessed in the sense of I have like an outsider's perspective on it, praise God. But I'll tell you right now, there is a demonic spirit of fear trying to enter this county. You'd be dumb to say you haven't seen it. And it's not just this county. It's this nation and it's this world. 
And I'll tell you why, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, my people destroy themselves due to a lack of knowledge. People don't know the Word of God anymore. If you don't know the Word of God, you don't know what it says about you. You don't know the promises given to you that were given to Abraham, were seeds of Abraham. 8,800 promises given to the people of God. And we walk around scared of a coronavirus. Let me read something to you. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says about all this stuff. It'll change your mind a little bit. Numbers chapter 13. If you grew up in church, you know this story. This is the story of when Moses sent out the 12 spies to go check out the promised land. This is the promised land that was given to the Israelites. Key note here, 3 million Israelites were delivered out of Egypt. God delivered 3 million people from slavery. Moses sent out 12 spies. I want you to hear the word of God here. Because I want to tell you what, there's only one thing that will replace fear, and it's faith. And faith only comes by one thing, and it's the word of God. If you agree, please say amen. Amen. Come on. Numbers chapter 13, starting in verse 25. At the end of the 40 days, they returned from spying out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, we came to the land which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. Let me give you a little history lesson really quick. Moses sent out these 12 spies. Among them were Caleb and Joshua. And these 12 spies ended up going out and they looked at the promised land that was already theirs. It was already given to them. That's us. The promises of God are already ours. They were ours before we were put in our mother's womb. Predestined before the foundation of the world. They were given to us by our faith in Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verse 26. It explains how everything that was given to Abraham is now ours through faith in Christ. That was the promised land. It's every promise given to Abraham. It's ours. It's yours. I want you to hear this. It's important. The reason I'm sharing this message is because God does not take fear lightly. He never has and he never will. It's demonic. It's demonic. Twelve spies went out. They all came back and ten out of twelve of the spies preached fear into three million Israelites. Three million of God's children. They preached fear into them. They told them there's giants in the land. Their walls are fortified. We can't get in there. They preached fear into the people. I want you to catch this though. Verse 30. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out saying that the land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. They came back and preached fear into the people. I want to tell you a little secret about what happened to the Israelites. Three million people delivered out of Egypt. 
three million people that God intended to inherit his promise. Does anybody know how many people inherited that promise? Two families. Two families amongst those three million people inherited the promise of God. Let me read this to you. Starting in verse 24. But my servant Caleb, because he has had a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land into which he went and his descendants shall possess it. There's something very important there. How many of us know 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7? The Lord did not give us a spirit of, but of power and love and a sound mind. I don't care what your psychology professor said. Fear is a spirit. And what did he say about Caleb? He possesses a different spirit. It was the spirit of faith. It was the spirit that he believed the word of God over anything that he saw, over anything that he experienced, over anything in front of him. He didn't care. He believed the word of God. And I'm telling you right now, as long as I'm in this county, there will not be a spirit of fear that touches the people here. There's no way. I'll pray against it. I'll curse it every single day. And I hope that you join me. This is important. The Lord gave Joshua and Caleb the promised land. Two families out of three million. Because they believed the word of God and they did not have faith. The other ten spies that preached fear into the other three million suffered the same consequences that they did. They died in that desert. I'm telling you right now. If you give in to a spirit of fear, if you preach a spirit of fear, you will die in that desert. Fear will lead to death every time. And it's unacceptable. It's not going to happen. God is with you. I want to read something else to you. The book of Psalms, chapter 91. In Acts chapter 10, verse 34, the Holy Spirit fell in Cornelius' house. Peter said something very important. He said, truly I know now that God is no respecter of men. He shows no partiality. Anyone that fears him and is willing to do what he commands, he will bless them. That's why the Gentiles receive the Holy Spirit. God is no respecter of men. What God did for Joshua, what God did for David, what God did for Abraham, God will do for you. You're a child of God just as much as Abraham. Believe it. Believe it. It's the truth. Psalm 91, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness. I want to let you know today, you do not need to fear anything by day. You don't need to fear anything by night. You don't need to fear a disease, a virus. You don't have to fear that stuff. Nothing. I feel like you're feeling fear because I'm yelling at you. Sorry. You don't be scared of me. I'm just passionate. I know the word of God, man. When I got saved, I locked myself in an apartment for three months and read this thing for hours. I couldn't get enough. 
I believe every single word in this book. Every word. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. God promises you if you make him your refuge, if you make him your fortress and your strength, there is nothing that will touch you. But you can't receive what you don't believe. And you can't believe what hasn't been preached to you. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. By the way, anyone that fears the devil, anyone that thinks, oh, the devil's really been messing with my life, man, do not fear who's already beneath your feet. He's defeated. He's defeated. Because he holds fast to my love, I will deliver him. This is God talking about you. Because he holds fast to my love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. Do you know the name of God? Do you know Jesus? Do you spend time with him? Do you take time to get to know what he likes, what he doesn't like? Do you take time in your day, in your week, to let him change your life? Do you protect his name? If you protect the name of God, he will always protect yours. I promise you that. He's a good father. When he calls to me, I will answer him. Worship team, you can start playing. I'm, I'm getting ready to wrap up. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. In Isaiah chapter 3, verse 10, God says to the righteous, does anyone know what the word righteous means? It means right standing with God. It's what you have through your faith in Jesus Christ. Through our faith in Jesus, we've been made right with God. In Isaiah chapter 3, verse 10, God says to the righteous, I will hold you in my hand, and you will eat the fruit of your deeds. He gives us the opportunity, like in Deuteronomy chapter 30, to choose life or to choose death, to choose perfect or pr protection, or to choose everything else that the world has to have. Do not believe that a good God would give you the same thing that the, the, the children of the devil would have to deal with. He loves you. He loves you a lot. Please stand on your feet, everybody. Please stand on your feet. I'll stop yelling at you in a second. God's good. He's real good. I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of young people on this field tonight, and you don't know God. You don't know my Jesus. I promise you, you don't. I know it. But I'm going to tell you something right now. God is going to change everything about the way that you live your life. He's going to light you on fire like you've never known before. I feel it in my spirit. Come on. Man, if he can do it for me, he'll do it for anyone. I promise. He's so real.
please close your eyes. I want to remind you guys of something. Joshua chapter 1. The Lord told Joshua, go claim the promise that I gave you. It's yours for the taking, but under one condition. Do not be afraid. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. That's a promise by God. He said, I command you, be only strong and only courageous. There's nothing in your life today. There's people here. You've been afraid of anxiety. You've suffered from depression. There's been somebody that broke your heart. You've had a family member die. You've had people preach fear into your life, not the word of God. He's going to set you free from that tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for every individual right now, God. Every person, Lord. If they don't know your peace, Jesus, I pray that they receive it right now. Holy Spirit, have your way. Touch people in your mighty name, Jesus. God, every chain of depression, I break it off right now in the name of Jesus. Father, every chain of anxiety, I break it off in the name of Jesus. Father, every chain of fear, I break it off in the name of Jesus. It's not allowed in this county anymore, God. People will believe your word. You're a good God. Lord, light people on fire for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to invite everybody right now because we're going to close out. Please come to the front. Everybody come up here and worship with us. You don't have to get too close to me, but please don't fear. Come on, come on. Everybody come worship up by the stage. If you're willing and able, come on, come on. Everybody, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.